Blog Talk Radio. Futurama in the background. That is not the main source of subject discussion. Before I get things started, my apologies to the fans in the UK. I'm sorry, guys. I forgot to mention the fact that NXT UK is having NXT UK UK takeover this Saturday, as well as Tony Storm is putting her NXT UK Women's Championship on the line. Walter is putting his NXT UK title on the line against Travis and Kiwi Buzzsaw. So there's a lot of things going on this Saturday. My apologies, folks. It's it's been a long, long, arduous uh, Monday night. What a chore it was for Lady Lynn and myself to get through Monday night, and I have to go through the card again because I just, you know. Anyway, so please, speaking of which, Welcome to the show, ladies and germs. Lady Lynn. Hey, DJ, what's happening? I don't really honestly know after watching that train wreck that was Monday Night Raw. They went from really good to what the fuck in 60 seconds. Um, no joke, so we had to... Because I'm answering questions. Actually, questions. See, that's it's, it's you know that the show on Monday night is kind of upsetting because fans are already asking questions about why was the show this way, why was it structured this way, why did no interesting tag teams win the championship or win the opportunity at Clash of Champions. I don't know, fans. I tell you the way they structure things is highly confusing. Um, you know, they had tag team turmoil, which is, I don't know what's worse, the almost hour and a half gauntlet match at one point. And sure, promoters will go, oh, that was a great way to uh, accentuate or show off the talent. Seth Rollins doesn't need a, you know... He doesn't need to be uh, showcased in that regard. And people are like, oh, it set the tone for Survivor Series. Really, assholes? It set the tone for showcase that Survivor Series last year, whatever the fuck they were trying to do. Look, to watch a three-hour show, right? We all want to... Um, we all just want to watch a wrestling show, plain and simple. And last week was much better even though it confused the fuck out of everyone. I sound like a Lewis Black stand-up right now, but it, it's fucking true. It seems to be their formula lately. 
They gave us a good show one week, and then the next week is a complete and total fucking train wreck. I'm not sure I understand what what they're doing over on Creative. I, I don't even think I want to know, to be honest with you, D-Train. Dear Dana Warrior, dear Michael Hayes, please understand that you do not understand the audience, because if you did, you wouldn't be having this issue. They're like, oh, you're attacking staff. It's not the fact that some of the smarts are fucking stupid. Look, I don't classify myself as a smart, and I don't want to, and I don't like taking shots at staff, but dear God in heaven, for love of all that is good and decent, what the fuck was this week? What What is up with this week's uh, matches and, and the results? Are we supposed to just sit there and, and enjoy? And you can pull the string on us like we're puppets. Is that how you expect us to feel about tonight's show? I think not. And this is just a sneak preview, fans, of what to hear on Off the Rails Uncensored Monday edition because, honestly, I don't think our message got through. I mean, we're going so well and great. You know, there's new tag team champions. is not the main focus of tonight's show. It's what the fuck are you smoking because we all would like some. Tonight, yeah, share the wealth. Yeah, yeah, share the wealth is right. Tonight <clears throat> is it give the result as I'm getting messages on fucking Facebook now. Um Okay. Wow. A lot of good messages, but also King of the Ring tournament, um Okay. Ricochet Versus McIntyre. Ricochet ends up winning that. So are you serious? You kind of point the finger at Ricochet versus um, Cedric Alexander, who was victorious tonight also against Cesaro. It was a hard-fought victory, I admit. But, you know, um, Sasha Banks, they showed the recap of what she did to Natty uh, in the backstage area. And I don't disprove of what Sasha Banks did. But if we're going down the list, of this whole thing. I don't mind the new Sasha Banks, and I don't mind her talking on the mic. But at the same time, sweetie, this is very... I don't know how to phrase this. This is good timing. But also, dear Lord, are we back to 30-minute promos on Monday Night Raw? Because for those of you who do not know this, and for those of you who do, AEW... Is starting their programming on October 6th, so that prompted WWE to not only make NXT get away from the network, which is the one reason why we're watching it, so you take it off there to go to Wednesday night. I get it. Wednesday night wars. Lady Lynn and I live through the Monday night wars. But anyways, I digress. Everybody wants to know why and where she's been. Dear, we knew where you were. You were leaving cryptic Instagram posts all over the fucking joint. You cried, kicked, beseeched, begged, and pleaded, and you got your job back. Jesus Christ, dude. It's no fucking secret. Because at WrestleMania, did you throw a tantrum? Did you throw a hissy fit? Yes, you did. I was there at Mania 35. Was I in the locker room? No. But I saw a bunch of different articles about you, dear. Yes, I was singing the praises last week of Sasha being back, but um, I figured I'd get this out of the way before Off the Rails Uncensored because it's going to you know, get ugly here in a minute. 30 minutes. Almost 30 minutes of her promo. And this is, you know, whatever. Natalia ended up with a taped-up elbow. Last week she was in a sling. Do you guys think we're stupid? I mean, because some people might be when it comes to Natty's injuries. McIntyre versus Ricochet in first round match. Boring as fuck. Um, I don't need to take away, but, you know, Ricochet got the pinfall, whatever. They see Braun Strowman and Seth talking, blah, blah. Let me get through the good part of the Miz. Against Baron Born Corbin, I, I swear to you, he just, I don't know if he's taking up after Ambrose, but dear Lord. Uh, the wardrobe and everything with them just makes them all the more boring, all black. And you guys think I couldn't find something to pick at with your show? Too late, because, you know, a bunch of critics are going to come after you about tonight. 
and and this is a point of mine that I'm going to make about not just the fucking matches, but yeah. <laughs> oh goodness, um, Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Uh, you guys hate Nikki. Is that is that why you guys made her a tag team champion? Is that why you? Never ever let her get a whiff of the NXT Women's Championship. Is it going to take her three years for you guys to finally fucking realize maybe we should have booked Nikki Cross to win the championship against Bailey? Because honestly, dear, it's like, where's Alyssa Bliss? Again, I don't feel well with gossip trendy folk. It just annoys the fuck out of me that. She beats her with an elbow drop. Back in NXT, if someone would have tried that with Nikki, Nikki would have beat the fuck out of them. And, you know, not only that, it's not just, well, if she was in NXT theory, she's on main roster now. Also, she has to earn her way because she made Nikki, or not Nikki, she, Nikki made Bailey look bad on one episode of SmackDown Live. It, the question lingers. What in the fuck are you doing? You're destroying what was left of sanity. And this is not just a complaint. This is just a statement, yo. Nikki Cross, ever since she's been up to main roster, you guys have seen her ability. You Oh, she did great. She's now a women's tag team champion. No. No, a thousand times No. She's much better than what you see, what main roster is seeing right now. So she's jobbing as a champion? Okay, Michael Hayes, Dana Warrior, again. The sole blame is not on just YouTube. The writing for her character has gone down the fucking shitter. So, and I'm not refraining from anything because you guys are tanking in ratings, not because of Bailey being more aggressive, in quote. The ratings are tanking because it took Lady Lynn and I, it took every bit of strength for us to finish three-hour fucking show. So the tag team turmoil, let me just read this as best I can. You had the B team, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel versus Kerr Hawkins and Zack Ryder versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode versus Heaven Machinery versus Lucha House Party versus the OC and the Revival and versus the uh, Viking Raiders. Lady Lynn, I don't know about you, but that was worse than the gauntlet match that Seth Rollins ended up winning anyways. D-Train, I gotta tell you, during that tag team turmoil match, I... I lost interest about halfway through and I started playing a crossword puzzle. That's how fucking bored I was. It gets bad, folks, when my co-host and myself are trying to basically stay awake during programming. And this is not us being negative. This is us being honest as fans. Honestly, old man, and I'm just going to say this, Vince McMahon has little to do now with production and writing. No, he has a lot to do with the final say and what gets produced and what's not. Our last-minute changes, you're just like Al Davis was with my team. And a lot of Raider fans were either really fond of him or not so fond of him. It's the same fucking effect with WWE fans. I remember back in the day, Vince, when... Lady Lynn and myself could turn on the tube and watch the ad for Super Soaker and Diesel and Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels were part of the fucking advertisement for SummerSlam. And we could actually watch a story between The Undertaker and Bret Hart or The Undertaker and insert Superstar's name here. Not just the fucking story aspect of it, are you losing touch with your audience? Do you not some of it, okay and I, this is questions, not just events but who in the fuck is writing the story arcs? Because dear lord it's confusing as all fuck you have 
the tag team turmoil, that's fine. Couldn't you have spaced that out? Could could you know, be like a King of the Ring tag tournament? Because honestly, it was literally, it was a clusterfuck of booking. How does it go from wonderful booking and great match results and awesome, you know, I can watch this any day of the fucking week to, oh, shit. It's like Cinderella having to be home at midnight and that fucking metaphorical carriage turns back into the pumpkin it once was. And can anyone explain why it takes very little for main roster shows to go from sterling silver, you know, beautiful diamonds in the rough to, uh, fuck another dust bunny. Got to get rid of it. It's, it's just really discouraging because, uh, you know, <clears throat> both teams of the Revival and the OC, or not OC, but the Viking Raiders into the double DQ and the fans in New Orleans, and Lady Lynn and I both pointed this out to each other. Do you notice how the crowd went really quiet? You guys are supposed to be competing with AEW. You know this. Linux sees the brand to do it for two hours. So we're going to be main eventing stars every week? Or are you, please, God, for the love of peace, tell me that Hunter is running this by himself? Because, honest to God, the programming, the ratings, you better pray NXT hits above, too. Because casual fans, Oh, I'm curious to watch NXT, and if they've never fucking watched it, AEW seems to be a choice from TNT. I mean, it is available October 2nd, but WWE had to jump in head first with a pool with no water. There's two hours of the black and gold brand, so you're going to wear out your roster. That's just, I hope and pray that you guys know what you're doing. I really do. Because this is another wrestling war that was bound to happen, folks. Oh, no, okay, I forget. The United States Championship match between Braun Strowman and AJ Styles. Okay, that kind of was decent. And it had the Eddie Guerrero effect, which I found funny. AJ Styles paid tribute or homage to Eddie through the chair in Strowman's hands. Strowman was about to wield it on AJ. And then, kaboom. He sees the chair. I didn't hit him. I didn't hit him. Strowman was saying, right? And the referee says, Chad Patton says, I saw, I heard it. Okay, you heard it from when you were knocked out in the ring. Usually that's, you know, precursor to you're getting disqualified. But Strowman got disqualified, folks. He didn't. He took the United States Championship after beating the fuck out of all three of them, which, okay. Yeah, apparently... When there's a three-on-one attack now. The guy is Strowman-sized. Yep, that's believable. I am not saying that in a sarcastic tone. But Lady Lynn and myself happened to just catch tidbits of Monday Night Raw. Why? It was really, really, really hard to watch. train it's getting harder and harder to watch it every week I mean I don't know about you but I'm fast approaching the point where I just can't do it anymore a lot of us are approaching that point because the network is taking the one thing we liked away and if you move NXT UK to a weekday, because if AEW comes up with another show, I'm going to scream bloody murder. God, man. The black and gold brand is a very unique opportunity. And it's sad. No, it's it's great that they're creating opportunity for the black and gold brand to be showcased. I've been telling Granny Hulkster and others that do not watch NXT, you should tune in Wednesday, because if you don't, then hit up at this, folks. If you don't watch NXT, you're like, oh, I used to watch it. Oh, back in the days of 
and I'm gonna spell it out for you. S A W F T Sup. Back in those days, is that where you, uh, you watched it back in the days with Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe and Cesaro? And they're a very talented group. But it's funny you guys mentioned that because Enzo and Cass, you just messaged me, not Enzo or Cass, but they are on WrestleCade. And how is it, you know, two guys that used to hate each other now back and they made amends? I don't fucking care. But, you know, when you got a provide for family you gotta put bread on the table as the old as the adage goes those two are probably doing something right but you want to relive the good old NXT days three quarters of you don't realize this if it were not for NXT you wouldn't have the man if it were not for NXT you wouldn't have the legit boss oh and if it weren't for NXT, you wouldn't have the nine-time women's champion, you know, Charlotte Flair. Not just the women, but Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, Asuka, Kyrie Sane. The list goes on. So now WWE is putting themselves in a position, you know, it's like uncharted waters. And the reason why I'm not going in depth about tonight's show is because, let's face it, tonight's show, basically, let me just be a little dramatic here. It sounded a little something like this in my fucking head. Yeah, that's right. Normally, I don't like to flush on air, but dear Lord, dude, will you have ratings Below three, three million viewers. It was an improvement that it went up to three, two, three, four, maybe even a little bit higher than that. <laughs> but allow me to tell you this. I'm posting shit on Instagram promoting both AEW and WWE. It tells you I'm very impartial to what's going on. But I will be brutally honest. I'm not holding back anymore. Because, you know, it's funny. <clears throat> One time on the show, I had to hang up and call back again. Is there something that the powers that be don't like what I'm saying? Fix it. Don't go after the messenger. The person that basically tells you your show is good. It just needs some fucking form of direction. The fans need a story that they can latch on to for two, three months, and now you're, oh, it's the same old story. You dumb fuck. You don't say. You need a story that's two, three months long, because if you don't, like I said, I flushed the fucking toilet earlier. You know why? That was the quality of show that was given to the fans in New Orleans. They didn't talk for shit. They were not. Either, I don't know if they were deaf mutes or maybe the French Quarter was more popular at this time of year. I don't know. But for, you know, for a city that normally is popping for professional wrestling, it was sure as hell silent. They had no fucking reaction whatsoever. And that was the worst feeling in the world as a wrestling fan to see and to listen to the crowd reaction. You want a wrestling show, do you? Okay, so the crowd didn't talk because they were just waiting. You have to gauge the crowd. Look, I've been a wrestling fan, as you hear, multiple Multiple, multiple wrestling fans. I've been a wrestling fan all my life. <coughs> I've been on the other side of the spectrum. You hear that also. But does that justify me flushing the toilet? Yeah. It kind of does, not because of the fan, but because when you when you look at what was presented on USA Network tonight, it was a crock of shit. Quite literally, Sam. You... You want me, my honest reaction, is thinking, Jesus, 
was watching with Lady Lynn, I was saying to her, like, is this over yet? I shouldn't be saying that. I should, as a fan, should not be asking, uh, hey, is it over yet? Because I'm starting to lose interest. You know, it's incredibly sad to think this B-Train, but I was thinking to myself while sitting through that dribble, I could see, I could go on to YouTube and see a better match happening between gamers playing Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and be more entertained. It's sad when I sit and watch the previews for Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, his new show. And I'm guaranteeing you all, people are tuning in, oh, it's Stone Cold, oh, it's Stone Cold. I think that I've seen wrestling is not, you know, I don't want to say that because I hate saying it. It makes me annoyed to say it. Um, But anyway, segue from the negativity and, you know, the criticisms of the company, one of the companies I grew up watching, one of three, I grew up actually watching ECW. I grew up watching WWE a little bit late. Uh, I remember the days of Shawn Michaels and Vader and British Bulldog and Brian Pillman and uh, The Undertaker. And I remember when there was... Tama and the Million Dollar Corporation and Ted DiBiase. Um, let's go back further, shall we? I remember the days of Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Savage, Rowdy Ruddy Piper, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Tully Anderson. Name supplies on the list, man. You have to have names. And the WWE has names. It's just the writing and the execution, it sucks. So segue to, you know, first the negativity just for a moment. What's up, United Kingdom? How you guys doing? This Saturday, folks, NFC UK Takeover. Also, be sure to watch Progress Wrestling and ICW. Trust me, you won't regret it. That's where Nikki Cross comes from. That's where Walter comes from. Is, uh, Progress Wrestling was also wrestled at Wrestling Revolver, which, by the way, folks, what's up? Canada, what's up? U.S. of A. What's up? Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, Tokyo, Japan, Venice, Italy. Love you guys for listening to this craziness. All right. Uh, Wrestling Revolver, folks, will be October the 4th in Des Moines, Iowa. For more information, seek out the Facebook page or the actual website at WrestlingRevolver.com. To get your tickets, you need to go online. You can pick them up at Will Call and be handed out to you, or you can go to the box office directly at the venue. For more information about the venue, visit WrestlingRevolver forward slash Facebook.com. All right, so at this point, I think I've already made it fairly clear as to how I feel <clears throat> not only about one person but multiple people. And some say don't bite off more than you could you don't bite the hand that could possibly feed you. Well, knowing my luck, I've already bitten off more than I could chew. So if you have small children and they're in the room with you I think it's best you put earplugs on them, headphones, build up the wax in their ears because they are not going to like the explicit language that is off the rails, that is displayed during off the rails uncensored. Off the rails uncensored is not suitable for minors. It is rated radio 14, rated R, whatever you want to call it. It's not appropriate for minors, so... And also adults who have ten foot poles up their asses. Anyways, off the rails uncensored is a copyrighted blog talk radio show and it has been since two thousand sixteen. Any usage 
of the content will result in a fine. All right, monkeys in the truck. Oh, I do not own the rights to Glasgow Cross. Theme used by Nikki Cross, WWE current female, one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Jim Johnson presiding under all the rights will represent the team that he let on the likeness of the theme. All right, enough of the formalities. Let's get the fun out of the way, shall we? Monkeys in the truck. Hear me roar. Champions, is that why their ratings have declined? Um, New Orleans was shocked and they drowned out the booze. You want honest criticism, here it is. When your show loses half of its viewership in the months of June and July of 2019, pay attention because asses and seats are what gets Vince going. Asses and seats are what keeps the Carousel, you know, going around and around for all the kitties to come by and see the attraction. So, again, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Is the thought process of a fan that sits and watches three hours because we have to report it. We don't have to, but we, in my mind, it's it's fair game. It's not that we want to be negative towards your show. It's the fact that there's no avoiding it. 
the tag team turmoil. You would think that you would carry the momentum with the revival or or best yet or the um the original club. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. You want specifics, do you? I want to look at WWE Raw ratings again. Just to prove my fucking point. Okay. WWE Raw ratings 2019. There's not, I don't want to, okay, look. Wow. According to that to a, a TV better numbers Monday for love and hip hop. Uh, dear Lord. Okay, so the demographics, and this was just recent. It says 0.9 rating in adults from 18 to 49. It was just you know, <laughs> 0.9 rating, 0.9 at 9 p.m. Point eight starting at 10 p.m. and 8 p.m. hours. Okay, that's really sad. That for love and hip hop is beating a wrestling show. And it says SmackDown tops August 20th cable ratings. Raw comes in second on Monday. I don't believe this because it's saying. Cable TV ratings. Yeah, I've, I've got to see this. Oh, goodness. Um, you know, folks, they say that WWE is on a sociable show, you know, aside from ESPN. And it's like, uh, and and various other shows, they're what it's comparing itself to. I don't know if it's true. Um, could be the fact that they had Ronda Rousey on there at one point, and a lot of us who are wrestling fans do not want her back on. Uh, there's no avoiding it, folks. You can check out Divas, WWE Divas, with Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey and Sonya Deville's on there now, Carmella. It's like a reality show segment that makes more than your show in ratings. On E, where you can find E True Hollywood Story. The point that I'm getting at is if we are having a hard time paying attention to what you are trying to present to us, is it because you're telling your other, you know, the guys that are there currently? Know your roles and shut your fucking mouth. Although it doesn't sound like that, but you better know to be in respect, you know. Oh, yeah, respect. (laughs) A word that is used quite often when it comes to WWE, AEW, and everywhere else, right? But I just... Oh, and a thing that's interesting. Tony Schiavone a vocal legend in the wrestling world is now joining AEW. And it's ironic because AEW is on the cusp of beginning a Wednesday night war with NXT. All right. Well, how big an impact is Shivani going to AEW have? Uh, you know, they, if they wanted impact, they could have just added Jerry Lawler to the mix. And then, you know, it would have been much better. They would have said, well, isn't this a reverse of previous show, you know, previous showings when back in the day, WCW had Tony Schiavone, Mike Tanay, and Bobby Heenan. Oh, and Larry Zabitzko, so a four-man front. WWE, all they had to do was put JR and King next to each other, and it was great. But then they, you know, as the years went on, they started adding three. They had... uh, Al Snow and Dante Cushman, who would a yawn he is? It's like Thorin Corbin. They put him, advancing him in the match. Now, Cedric Alexander's got to go one-on-one. Actually, no, it's the same fucking 
match from a few weeks ago, Ricochet versus. See, I lose track of this shit because why? King of the Ring tournament should have been a fucking pay per view, but they're like, oh, we're to substitute Clash of Champions. Okay. Um, I remember when King of the Ring was a pay per view, and it actually was a success. Not just the Mick Foley memory of him falling off hell in a cell, but Stone Cold, um, Macho Man Randy Savage, The Undertaker participated, you know, but Mabel ended up winning. The, the point is, folks, you just, there has to be a point when WWE realizes, oh, we are losing certain fans, so maybe we should try doing what they want. Instead of just saying we're going to give the fans what they want, we're going to... <sighs> we're going to bore them to tears by doing the opposite of what they want. Like, you guys got to be kidding me. Like, dude, okay, look. For years, Lady Lynn and I would watch uh, WWE. And I, you know, occasionally would watch WCW as well, right? Monday Nitro uh, versus Monday Night Raw. You want to know the tale of the tape of, of the Monday Night Wars when you got older? There's two good companies going toe to toe. Literally, there'd be some guys like, oh, I don't know, Bret Hart, you know, that started the whole thing, getting out and going to WCW, and years later, telling CM Punk, I see myself in you sometimes, but I also don't like what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. See? See what tonight's show did to moi? It made me... Not only go all over the place, but it elevated my rant game. Let me just step, step it up a notch. When your show loses half of the viewership and is losing out to a VH1 reality show, but yet Michael Cole and the others have to report that it was a trendy show next to ESPN and ESPN Monday Night Football, which probably, by the way, will end up having higher ratings and WWE Raw because at least we know when the NFL is at work, they screw us over not only mentally, but each year is pretty much structured the same. And the same fuckers who win the division. And they're like, no, that's not true, really. And this is coming from a Raiders fan. Why the fuck do the Chiefs win the division every goddamn time when they suck donkey dong? In the playoffs. Can you explain that to me, hmm, NFL? Hmm? Because most people would go, you sound like an uneducated moron who just is, you know, spouting off random random rants. Well, I kind of had to think of something to do because you know what happens, hmm, WWE? When you have a shitty show and then you have a great show and then you have a shitty show and then you have a great show, you just made the list. I can't tell oh, you how long. Yeah, well, see, look. The thing is, I and others have given you guys several chances, and if we were your bosses, you know, it's kind of irony that we can say these two words. You're fired. Watch... A TV show, you want to see your good guy, you know. Okay, let me give you an example of a show. You watch Family Matters. You got Steve Urkel, who's the annoying next-door neighbor. You know that he's going to do something weird or something really cool. And you don't know what it is. It keeps you guessing. The writing style of Kelly Sandifer and Michael Warren and Michael Bickley and, you know, all the wonderful writers that came together to write Family Matters. Yes, season nine sucked. I know, man. <laughs> you don't have to point that out. 
Tatiana, you're so funny, dude. Yes, I agree. Family Matters is a good example to you. Thank you. You want to know what makes me mad is the fact that, like season nine of Family Matters, we get the shit show that is Monday Night Raw, and then the next week it's completely different. I thought you said Paul Heyman was going to be helping along things, you know, helping things along with creative. Also, what in the hell is going on on SmackDown Live? Because we don't. I mean, obviously, it's one big cluster fucking fuck after the other. You have Eric Rowan. Actually, Eric, yeah. I don't get what they're doing with that angle. I really don't. I'm just confused as all fuck. And SmackDown used to be more entertaining than Raw. Now it's kind of a toss-up between would I rather rip my hair up strand by strand or... Set my toe repeatedly, or put my head in the freezer. Well, it's basically a blend of both, because you want to just say, oh, yay, some praises of this show, and at least I give SmackDown my credit. They are sticking with a story and going the old school route. Of professional wrestling. Some may say, well, how do you know so much about professional wrestling? If you want to do something, maybe you should shut the fuck up and do it. Honestly, my reaction to people that tell me what I can not do is, unless you are my boss, unless you are of someone of importance, Please sit the fuck down. Shut the fuck up. This ain't amateur drinking hour. At the fucking bar. This is off the rails and censored. I literally flushed the toilet during my own show because that is the sentiment that a lot of fans had during tonight's showing of three hour showing of Monday Night Raw. You want to know what makes people tick? I'll tell you what makes people tick. When you watch a show and you feel obligated to go on a podcast. Instead of relaying what I like, what could be different, I have to vent in order for you guys to do the complete polar opposite of what we would like. And that's different because you're like, oh, that's opening a can of worms. No, it ain't. You know why it's not opening a can of worms? What if you have to join the WWE? Well, then I guess I could apologize for speaking my mind about how the company that used to be is now a company that's going to slowly fade into the background, watching as AEW basically becomes mainstream when they go to TNT. Is that what you want? To give Braun Strowman what he wants because you're afraid he's going to leave your company and be the giant for AEW that AEW needs. He doesn't care, folks. Making four, you know, get signed to a contract or a contract extension. And I saw on his Instagram, and I saw, you know, on social media elsewhere, he got signed to an added $4 million bonus, according to Forbes.com according to BleacherReport.com, according to SportsKita.com. Y'all want me to be great? <clears throat> At what I do? I'm just explaining to you. I'm not trying to be better than, oh, yeah, he's just trying to ramble on, blah, blah, blah. He's just trying to be different. No, no, no. 
there's certain things you should know about good old Brian Rails, and one of those is I don't try to be different. I also don't try to raise the bar because I am the bar. No. See what I did there? Uh, you want WWE's jargon to change, right? You want the, the scenery to be a little different. Well, okay. The tag team championships, Braun Strowman and Seth, they're little buddy-buddy. You know, there wasn't even a, hi, you know, I'm here to kick your ass confrontation. It was, oh, he's my friend. And I'm going to be the biggest teddy bear and floofy there ever fucking was. Sassy frass, sassy frass, sassy frass. Come on. There's got to be a point in someone's career when they want to just push the envelope, make people get off their fucking asses and cheer you, give you a standing ovation. There's not any of that right now. All it is to me, from what I've witnessed is, Braun Strowman is a friendly saying, I'm going to challenge you, hee-hee. This isn't the Brady Bunch. This is professional wrestling. This isn't a warm-hearted moment in a um, Miller Broyette production show of Step by Step or Family Matters or any other show that was produced back then by those two. Okay? This is professional wrestling, and, you know, know, it doesn't have to be violent. Oh, really? So you turn them into getting along with practically – themselves, Ron Strowman and Seth, found that Natalia, Natalia, I thought her arm was worse off because she was in a sling. Does that mean, you know, her arm healed miraculously in a week? And like, well, certain fans with the IQ of 12 may not understand or get this. Oh, no, see, fans understood and they saw and they witnessed Natalia beating the fuck out of Sasha, who barely, you know, she grabs her arm through, she takes it through, and taps her out to the bank statement. Am I mad because of that? No. I'm mad because tonight's show is another example of, oh, we're going to give the fans what they want. So it doesn't have to be predictable. It really fucking doesn't. However, you have to give the show a certain sense of direction. I've said this multiple times. Yeah, I'm happy Lesnar wasn't there tonight. Thank you. Because, honestly, they're trying to, supposedly according to several articles, several slew of articles, that Lesnar is going to have a different role. And I don't know what that role is in the company yet. But now I do know that i got seven minutes left. I'm, I'm trying to get these things off my chest. You mean to give NXT women's division a little bit of spice? Shayna Baszler, I get it. You know, she's the spice. And now you've got peppers like Io Shirai and Candice LeRae and Mia Yim. Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah. Oh, my Lord. Now I just thought of this. That's going to give those two hookers more room to uh, succeed because, honestly, I don't mind Vanessa Bourne. But the reason I call them hookers is because, look, dressing heels and hee-hee, <laughs> we love fine gentlemen. Does that make them hookers? No. They just look like them. You know, it's the <laughs> high heel boots. And I don't know how they wrestle on high heels. I, I honestly don't. Although Lacey Evans kind of disproved my theory that women, some women can't fight in heels. And she held her own, but at the same fucking tokens, guys, slicing up the women's division, because look, AEW has Kaya Stevens. I mean, Karma, sorry. They have Tessa Blanchard, Kaya, uh, Britt Baker from the Mayan class, formerly of WWE. They had a lot more than that. You have Aja Kong. So... The list of names is what's going to help AEW, but also, remember, they also put on a wrestling show. Something that's lacking in WWE, and they know, well, we've already lured fans away. Let me point this out. I still feel that AEW kind of made a mistake with Tony Schiavone. In one way possible. 
well, his voice and JR's, who was the voice of WWE for such a long time, will their voices be able to mesh well? Will this be a good matchup, you know, at the commentating table? Because the voice of Nitro meets the voice of WWE Raw. I don't know exactly how that's going to work, fans, but for years, you know, it wasn't that Tony Giovanni and JR hated each other, but how are they going to coexist when they're trying to call them out? That's like having two Mauro Ranellos, except for one problem. Mauro Ranello does really good work in NXT, and there cannot be two of him. And that matter, you know, speaking of NXT, a lot of fans feel that Vince McMahon is going to kill off NXT. But we'd be remiss if we said that wasn't true because it is to an extent. I'm not sure if someone said, why don't you let us, let me work NXT and you work just, you know, the aspects of a story. But two hours is pretty lengthy for a show that normally goes to an hour. And if you know, Lady Lynn and I discussed this. If NXT was to go to smaller arenas in places like Chicago, Kansas City, St. Louis, Des Moines, they would be popular in certain areas. If they go to big arenas, that's what's going to fucking kill them. So please don't, since please do not. Do not book them in venues that can barely fit attendance because NXT is more or less along the lines of, oh, it's a takeover. Okay, I'll go see it. If it's you know, a regular house show, then my suggestion to you is please do not fuck it up because NXT has been around for a long time and it's helped supply you with about, oh, 86% of the main roster, both SmackDown Live and Monday Night Raw. The only ones that didn't go through NXT, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, a few other guys, but The point is, these Wednesday night wars, you know, are they shutting their mouths and knowing their roles? Is everyone just going to fall in line and do what they're told? We don't know. But we do know that wrestling just got made great again, okay? And uh, on that note, folks, I think my stomach is calling me for a midnight snack in those past that fucking time of midnight. I know for you particular bastards who correct me all the time, no matter what it is, whether it's my show, my grammar, or the fact that you say I don't know how to spell one. In fact, I fucking do. Anyways, I hope and pray that it's going to be a great wrestling weekend. You know, you got AEW going to be performing at the uh, Sears Center. 22,000 folks sold out. You also have NXT UK TakeOver, the UK TakeOver. So I'm excited. Tony Storm defends her NXT UK. Which, you know, folks, it wouldn't be so bad of an idea for Nikki Cross to go to NXT UK. And they should make the NXT championships being able to be defended because they do have that stupid wild card rule, which I would get into, but I'm hungry. Anyways. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And Lady Lynn? And if you didn't like what Lady Lynn had to say, call me what you will. But don't call this lady crazy. She's sweet but a psycho, though. (laughs) That I am, B-Train. That I am. That she is, that she is, folks. All right. Well, got to work in the morning and also have to get my grub on. So, dig it.
personality, a cult of personality. 